0: Hi everyone, Lila here with the usual amazing mindful path. and Martina, Martina is here with us. Hi. Uh, ciao Martina. So uh, we are talking about Martina and her story, her mindful story, right? But before that, tell us something more about you and what you're doing.
1: So as you said before, my, my name is Martina and I'm living in Hamburg in Germany. And currently, I do work for IBM as a consultant in digital change and transformation. And I'm a part-time student, so I'm, I'm studying at a Hamburg Business School, global management and governance. It sounds every like all of it sounds very fancy. It is sometimes it's not always, to be honest. Uh, yeah, that's that's short. My short story, it's not that much interesting what's happening right now because I'm working, I'm studying, I'm writing exams. And uh, yeah, that's what I do most.
2: So 80% IBM, 20% school and 100% mindfulness practitioner.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So how did you get into the mindfulness practitioner part?
1: Uh, Funny story because when uh, when I started last year studying and working, I had a very good time the first couple of weeks, but then I started getting kind of lost. You know, it was very stressful. I had lots of exams and I didn't know from the very beginning that I would have to start to write exams Mm. so soon in my studies. And uh, I had a mentor or I still have this mentor and I told him about it that I kind of lose my focus. I can't focus only on work or only on studies right when I was in the office I was thinking about oh shit you have an exam next week you should definitely study right now but when I was at home and I was studying I was like hell yeah there, there was a meeting with my boss and I was supposed to answer him as soon as possible and whatever so I told my mentor about it and he said you know I very well know your problem so what you should do is maybe just do some meditation. That would calm you down, makes you more relaxed, and then maybe you could go further and further with more prioritized doings. So I downloaded this app and I started meditating and Mm -hmm. I got so, so frustrated because I just couldn't focus. Whatever the woman in this meditation said, I had so many things in my head and in my mind that I just couldn't stop. So, and I got stressed by this and I got even depressed by this and mad with myself. And then I talked again to my mentor and he said, okay, um, then maybe it was wrong meditation. So we really tried to find a way um, how to do it better. And then a couple of weeks after I started um, reading about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I just read a newspaper, an article, something about it. And I heard about the community we have in IBM, the mindfulness community. So I put all my energy into this project to figure out what is that, What does it mean? Why do they talk about meditation? How does it fit together? And that's how I'm, yeah, that's how I came to the point I'm here right now. So uh, I actually told my my mentor about it, and he said, "Yeah, now you find it out, but by yourself." And uh, yeah, I continue. Meditating, but in a different way than I did it before. I would say
0: mm-hmm. it's quite interesting because um, many times, when we also in the present show, we always confuse often mindfulness and meditation, right? And in this case, your story says you know there is meditation, but it's mindfulness is different. So let me ask to our guru, mindful path. So uh, w- what is the difference between mindfulness and meditation?
1: So for me. Uh, And the point of view, from the point I'm standing right now, meditation is just a tool for me to be mindful and to practice being mindful. But when I started meditating, I thought like the whole reason for doing this is like finding another person inside of myself and being from, you know, like I expected when I started meditating without having the mindfulness part in mind, that after every meditation, I'm calm and I'm great and I feel mm-hmm. wonderful. And, you know, all these pretty amazing hormones in my head will start working, but that didn't happen. So that's what is the difference for me. Mindfulness is the way of living, of experiencing um, everything I do. And meditating, since meditating is something which is happening when you're calm and when you you have the time for yourself to do that, is only a tool to practice it a bit better or to, to get better in being mindful.
2: Pat, do you agree? Why well, speak when answers are already around us? I, I couldn't uh, uh, agree more. Right? It's, it's like mindfulness is an end goal or a state of being, a state of mind, uh, a state of presence, of being alive. And then there's various techniques to become more mindful: meditation, yoga, dancing, writing, working on your hobbies. And if you dive deeper into each of those domains, then there's different types of meditations, right? So somebody tries an app, and then they tell them, "You know, you should do this." and then what happens is, "Well, this doesn't work for me, right? I don't like this, I can't focus. Uh, I'm having all this." So it's always recommended for people to try, you know different things out and it's good martina that you had a mentor that could you know guide you to different resources and and talk to you about it because a lot of people that try this stuff out they experience exactly that right this frustration this disappointment because they have this expectation that once i try meditation everyone's been hyping meditation out uh, that i will i will finally have bliss right i press play and then 20 minutes later ah it doesn't work like that Mm. So what kind of um, meditation do you do now or practice do you do now?
1: Um, If it comes to practice, I I have even another thing than only meditation. But if it comes to meditation, I really enjoy just focusing on my breath and how it feels. Like when I breathe in, the breath is colder than when I breathe out, right? And I focus on this thought, like thinking, breathe in. How does the breath feel? Is it how how the, is the temperature? And then I think, breathe out. How is the temperature now compared to before? And that is what makes me really, really calm and enjoying the breath. Not even the thinking about it, but only the breath. That's what I enjoy to do. What I fail, well I, I really I, I shouldn't say fail, I know, because you can't really fail in meditating or being mindful, but I'm really not feeling that much comfortable with doing body scans if it's mm-hmm. too long, so if I do a body scan for like 20 minutes, i I feel very distracted.
0: like distracted means that your uh, your mind is wandering right
1: yeah much. yeah, that's that's exactly. So for example, I'm supposed to come <laughs> to my i don't know to my lower back. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I think about while well, I'm sitting on a chair, what kind of chair is it? So this chair is standing in a room. What? How does the room look like? Why is it so dark in this room? It, you know, that's what started then. Mm-hmm. So I can, I rather focus on my breath than on my body, to be honest.
2: Okay. But if you are doing like a, just focusing on the breath, do you ever catch yourself also drifting off from that? Or Are you always. able to?
1: Yeah, I do always, but it's, it gets easier for me to bring my consciousness back. I would say that's that's the right way to describe it. So in the very beginning, I would probably like almost all the time my mind wanders around, but right now it's so, it does, yes. But then I can realize it, I stop, I think about it, and I I, I can bring it back in the middle of myself and then focus again on the breath where it just stopped.
0: You can also stay there in the mind scan, right?
1: <laughs> don't need
0: yeah. to go back. Just go and look at your mind and wherever it takes you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what are the positive things or how did your life change now after you started practicing?
1: Um, I, can, I can focus a lot better. So what I mentioned before, when I said studying and working, and of course, even I have a private life sometimes. So I have to focus on that too, right? So <laughs> I I can focus a lot better. So which means when I do, when I tell myself you have to do this right now, I can sit down, I can focus on the on the task, and I learned how to bring my mind back when it wanders off to another task, for example, or. To a feeling I'm worrying about, or a person I'm worrying about, or whatever it might be. And that helped a lot to be more stress free in what I'm doing and finishing the task, actually. So <laughs> that's a good point.
2: What about your environment, the people in your life, the people you work with uh, at school? When you Do you talk about this kind of stuff? Do you you tell them? Do you try to motivate others to do it? Or is it kind of just something that you do on your own?
1: In the beginning, it was just something I did on my own because I didn't know how to explain to friends or family or even colleagues what it means. But I, I came to a point where it's better or it feels pretty good for me to talk about it, to be honest. So when I, when I told my colleagues in the very beginning, I was a bit nervous because I thought maybe they think I'm you know crazy or just one of those yoga girls who's just being vegan and not doing anything in her life then sitting around and meditating. But I was very, very surprised when a lot of colleagues came to me after I started talking about it and and asking about it, they said, Hey, I heard that you have a connection to this mindfulness topic. What is it about? Can you give me more information? A lot of people did that. And when I started having this dialogues and conversation with them, I even started talking with my family about it and with my friends. And uh, a lot of my friends are doing the same. They asking me, do you, would you recommend me to do this as well? Would you, or would you rather say, this is not something for everyone. they, I'm seriously interested in it, and that feels very, very good
0: and between uh, the two environments you're living in, like school and corporate, wh- where are you signed more more mindfulness, you think, and where less
1: I guess at work, actually yeah. i would say I would say it work because. Uh, is more present here at work because more people are interested in the topic. And uh, lots of my colleagues who are a bit older, like over 50, especially there, those guys are very interested in it. And they, they keep talking about it and keep asking and keep being in a dialogue with me.
2: Very nice, very nice. So what would you recommend for anybody who's starting out there? mindfulness journey, or starting to ask questions about it? Um,
1: I heard about a very nice task, which called STOP. You both maybe know about it. It is like the four uh, the four letters, and then you have STOP. S as a stop, really STOP in what you're doing right now, or what you're thinking. Um, T for, for turn around, just second turn around. Then O for observe what is happening right now. I mean, you just stop. So what is what is the very situation in this moment? And um, P as a proceed, go on. And that's in my opinion the thing which helps a lot to start with mindfulness and to start to get a real a deep understanding of what it means when you just have the very like thirty seconds doing the stop sentence for yourself.
2: I think what you might uh, like uh, better since you do like the breath exercises is rather than turn around, take a breath or take a few breaths.
1: That's, yeah, that's, that's a
2: good point. We're only one breath. breath. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. Try it next time when I do it.
0: Stop,
2: take a breath, observe
0: and proceed. But you know, but if we do the the dish washing mindfulness, is you know, if you're washing your dishes, is uh, you know, stop, take a dish, right, <laughs> observe it, and proceed washing, right? So it might be anything with this stuff. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would try this tonight when I'm too lazy again to make, to to wash my dishes.
2: What we heard uh, was imagine that you're washing a newborn baby. Right? How much attention? You give a a baby. Give your dishes the same.
1: Oh, I can try.
0: <laughs> it's a totally different experience.
1: I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Or if you think you know, it's the it's the last time or the first time I'm washing the dishes, right? The first time you're very curious, and the last time you might appreciate it more because it's the last time you're doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Yeah. What is your um, uh, way to practice, for example, when you're at school? Or if, if you, do, you, do you connect sometimes school and mindfulness or with studying and with uh, uh, you know, preparing for an exam and so on?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when I'm studying and I feel, I, I have to say, I'm, I do smoke actually. <laughs> so generally, normally when I'm stressed, I go out and smoke a cigarette, right? So what I do now is when I'm preparing an exam, for example, doesn't matter if I'm in the library or if I'm at home or at school or whatever, I, uh, I have some, some music, you know, this, not, it's not music, you know, this white noise. And you just hear a noise like in the airplane all the time. I put that on and then I make my breaths for like mm-hmm. three to five minutes. And then I continue. Instead of the cigarette, though. So I'm not having the cigarette afterwards.
2: I heard of a really interesting study about mindfulness and smoking. And for the people that wanted to quit smoking, right? They're constantly battling, trying the patches, trying to convince themselves. Mindfulness helped them very much to stop smoking because they became more aware of the taste, the smoke, the ingredients, and all of that. So those... Those people that wanted to stop smoking, mindfulness helped them to stop. But the individuals that enjoyed smoking, and then practiced mindfulness, it made them enjoy smoking even more because <laughs> they got to feel the taste, you know, the relaxation, observe the smoke, you know, more intensely, and it uh, enhanced their smoking experience. So mindfulness can help you stop smoking or enhance your smoking currently. <laughs>
1: Two opportunities. I believe I'm I'm more the second the second kind of to
0: be honest. But <laughs> no, no, still, depending on the, what you want, right? So let's say if you you like it and you don't see it as an issue, then then enjoying is actually the the good the, the outcome the good outcome, right? If you say you don't like it's not only smoking anything you don't like something then mindfulness helps you to pay much more attention on that thing you're doing. I don't know even. Eating uh, French fries, right? Maybe I love French fries and I ate already once this week and I'm in front of a counter of a canteen and there are some amazing French fries there. Shall I take them or not, right? So if you pay attention to your stomach that is empty, then you should take it and say, okay, let's pack it. I'm going to have it. If you're mindful, perhaps you're not going to pick them up. You're going to say, I already had them. I don't need it. The pleasure is going to go away in the moment when I just swallow it. So let me take something else that can, be me, can give me equal pleasure even more. Right? And then exactly. I feel even better.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I think this relates very well to what you were saying earlier, Martina, is that conflict, that inner dialogue you were having when you first were practicing, right? That it's not working, that I'm not experiencing it the way I want. I think that can be the most malicious and dangerous thing, right? Our own mind and our own internal conflict, right? That, oh, I feel bad about smoking, but I like it. French fries, no French fries. Uh, I'm relaxed. I'm not relaxed. So that, that inner thing that's happening, mindfulness helps you to observe that. And I think that's where the power lies, right? Is you can observe the stimulus outside, but also inside and and then make a choice. Right? What am I doing right now with the information that's in front of me? Mm.
1: Exactly. I also think, I mean, it's kind of a vicious circle, isn't it? We we all are like concentrating on what we are supposed to do, mm. what is better for us, even, even though we maybe don't like it or whatever. And mindfulness gives me, doesn't matter if it's smoking, eating chocolate, eating french fries, or not going to do sports once a week or whatever. It's giving me and myself the space to say, all right, you feel like this, so you do it. You don't feel like doing sports, so you just don't. Just let it go, you know. And this allows me to, to, to feel comfortable in this space without having myself all the time pressurized. Like, hey, you were actually supposed to blah, 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 blah. And that feels quite good.
0: Superpower. It's a superpower, yes. When you're mindful, you are a super in this.
2: That's cool. I don't know about you, Lele, and I don't know about the listeners, but I think it would be great if uh, you could lead us in a little breath exercise. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I would like you to start. Don't don't close your eyes yet, but have a have a smooth focus on something just before you, in front of you, and then. Start breathing in normally, but just realize that you're actually breathing. And now start breathing in through your nose, slowly, and out through your mouth. If you feel ready, you can just close your eyes. And feel the breath coming in through your nose.
3: It's getting out through your mouth. The next time you let the breath come in through the nose, feel the temperature. Is it cold? Maybe already warm? How does it feel? And when you breathe out, try to capture the same feeling. What temperature does your breath have? Is it tickling your your lips maybe? Take one more breath through your nose and hold it for two to three seconds.
1: And when you release your breath, release it very, very slowly. Such as you would want to feel the
3: breath on your lips as long as it's possible. You can start to come back to your normal breath when you feel ready for it. And slowly open your eyes and see with a smooth focus what is in front of you.
2: Thank you.
1: You're very welcome.
2: What I particularly like about such exercises is
1: there isn't a lot
2: of time to think, right? Because you're focusing on the breath. But what I get personally is like my other senses are enhanced. So I'll be inhaling and then I'll notice like a smell or I'll feel the, the couch more. Or I'll hear like a sound more clearly. And then, you know, it's like those three things come up as I'm inhaling and then I'm exhaling. And then again, senses are like enhanced. So it's not like I'm thinking about the sense or what the sound is or all that, but it's just like the sensation is very pleasing.
1: Exactly,
3: yeah.
0: Cool. (laughs) Vielen (laughs) Dank. Sehr gerne. Thank you, thank you for sharing, Martina. Yeah, you are. Uh, and, you know, that's a very nice story you told us, and a lot of uh, interesting information as well for who wants to start, right? And whatever environment you are, um, it's precious, precious example and precious uh, uh, kind of practice as well that somebody can do. Thank you so much for it. And for Pat, as usual, thank you for being here. Um, if you want to know more or ask something to Martina perhaps you can always comment wherever you see this video uh, thank you for following the present show we are always here with you and uh, enjoy a mindful rest of the day